Yo, you know how to space, space. Shout out to man in his podcast. Shout out Squint. Shout out Cody. Bitch, Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. They got to the dream, huh? Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. Yeah. They got to the dream. Huh? Meanie, meanie, money, money. Catch your thotty by her toe. If she say she don't listen to the podcast, I let her go. If she say she do, to see a motherfucking keep a grim reaper killing beast without the effort, cause I'm eat good. Came from the bottom, so jump from the top rope. My head is mad, how I'm spitting the scout flow. I'm on my game, running up for that pop flow. We want a green second cheese, just like nachos, huh? Say, let me breathe for a second, huh? I'll be ballin' hawk out in these threes, like I'm reffin', huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream. And that's why what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What's up, you guys? It's another episode of Two Men in a Podcast. It's your boy Squints here. And Cody. And Cody. Uh, I don't know what else to say after this. Uh, oh, I guess I should plug Squints Incorporated. No. Maybe. No. Fuck no. Sandlot Inc. Dude, I, um, what's it called? Fuck you. I was talking to my friends, <laughs> and uh, they're like, what if Universal comes after you? And I was like, don't say that. I was like, I use a Z at the end of it. And then my other friend goes, oh, it's funny. You think you're going to get that big to where Universal is after you. And I was like, oh, fuck off, bud. How about I'm, that? I mean, both reactions from your friends are correct. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I like, uh, I was, um, well, he told me not to mention it, but I'm going to. <laughs> uh, I was, what's it called? I was messaging Chris from Tiger Driver about it. Uh-huh. And like, he's like, don't do it. And I was like, what? He's like, don't rebrand. And I was like, uh. He's like, you are the brand. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still doing it. And then he's like, all right. And I was like, thanks for the input, though. And he's like, don't even mention it. And then I mentioned it. So. Damn, you broke the seal of trust with Tiger Driver. Tiger Driver, Fightful. What's well, next, Deadlock? Fightful. And Deadlock is great. So. No, Deadlock ain't. Well, Tiger Driver is great too. Well, yeah, but like you broke their trust, so now they don't care if they're great. They don't like you. They, dude, we have three listeners. I highly doubt Chris is one of them. What if he is? What if Chris is the mainstay listener because he likes you, and to a lesser extent me because he doesn't even follow me that much. He doesn't follow me. I he told me straight up he doesn't listen. <laughs> Never <mind. laughs> Yeah, he, he straight up he does not listen to my podcast. But he told me don't take it personal. He doesn't listen to any podcast. And he likes the name Two Men and A Man of a Man in His Podcast. But let me crack down on that. Um a man in his podcast is still a thing. Two men in a podcast is still a thing. Squinch Incorporated is just a brand. It's just a brand of podcasts, like I've been saying. And it's kind of corny to call it a man in his podcast if I have fucking three podcasts. Well, like two, about to be three, because uh, I'm doing a Jersey Shore podcast. Um, that's that. Uh, 
trying to think what else I was gonna say. You wanna tell the people what we're uh, reviewing? Uh later on in this episode after we get through all these fucking bits that Squid keeps on coming up with, we're reviewing uh an episode of NXT from October tenth, two thousand twelve. Um it's a pretty mid <laughs> mid show. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was it was good. It was what it was supposed to be developmental. It just I don't know. I like PWG Lite and XT better. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. This NXT, the only thing I remember besides this episode from this era of NXT was Richie Steamboat. Um, then he quit. So he didn't quit. He retired. <laughs> that's quitting. That's like advanced quitting. Because quitting, you can come back. But he's like, nah, I'm quitting for life. <laughs> he did it. The doctors told him. It's not like he woke up one morning and was like, I'm out. I'm done. Dude, I don't know. I mean, fucking, he could have pulled a Daniel Bryan. He could have kept on trying and trying and trying. He just didn't. I'm sorry, but I can't give a shit less. If AEW said they signed Richie Steamboat, I'd be like, cool, put him on Dark Elevation. <laughs> Please. Please put him on Dark Elevation. Anything to not see him. Uh, he, just, he just had really cool tights. That's all I remember. Dude, the, the gear in this show tonight, the gear was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I, liked, I liked a lot of the gear. A lot of the gear and a lot of the character work. It's just some of the character work didn't work out, which we'll get to. <laughs> the, only, the only gear <laughs> I actively did not like was Michael McGillicuddy. It, the dude's had the same gear since NXT Season 2, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, it looks like Benoit gear. Yeah. And I no, don't like McGillicuddy. He's good, just I think it's one of those things where he's a second generation superstar, so people have he's higher a third generation. Yeah, third. I forgot he had a he had a grandpa that wrestled. Yo, okay, so hear me out. I know we're not there yet, but, but fucking Paige. no. Um but fucking McGillicuddy, this I don't know if it's just where James is in his career. But Michael McGillicuddy, this whole fucking show just reminded me of Pulse. Like, yeah, there is nothing else I could see but Pulse fighting Bo Dallas. You mean, you mean uh, Seth Rollins? Oh yeah, whatever. They're both the same. But yeah, no, no, I see it, dude. You know what? I'm ready for. I'm ready for Deadlock Pro Wrestling the debut on YouTube this week. Me fucking too. That's just gonna be sick, dude. It looks so good. Like just seeing the photos that uh they've been posting and that other people have been posting, and then seeing fucking Dink Ops in a ring, dude. That shit's cool. Seeing Chris Danger. Yo, I I I, I could give a fuck about that. I just I like Calvin Tankman. <laughs> that... Dude, Calvin Tankman fucks. Dude, I don't get why fucking GCW quit booking him. They're like, all right, cool. The pandemic's over. We're done with you. Like, that shit pisses me off. Like, they were using him heavy during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, uh, racially motivated. And now to our next segment. Next segment? <laughs> next segment. Okay, okay. I don't have my phone pulled up for the segments. Oh, it's everybody's favorite segment. In my opinion, or whatever we want to call this. The hot takes. Come on. You said uh, you didn't write them down. Let's hear it off. No, I don't ever write them down. In my opinion, 
Arnold Palmer half and half is the best drink to ever exist. Um, Bro, I what's it called? They have those at my work, but we, we called them Arnold Palmer's forever. And then apparently Arnold Palmer himself were like, hey, don't fucking do that. So then we I had to s- rename it. I'm still calling them Arnold Palmer's. Uh, and I know that everywhere near me does too. So fucking mm-hmm. guy. I could give a, I don't even know who that guy is. Like I thought he was a golfer. He might be because he's taking a swing of a golf club on this can I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I have I literally am drinking like one right now. I buy two 12 packs every week and go through them. Um he might be a golfer, but he produced the best drink to ever exist. Um and I will not take any arguments. Who is Arnold Palmer? Arnold Daniel Palmer was an American professional golfing golfer who's widely regarded as one of the most greatest and most charismatic golfers. Okay. (laughs) Kick-ass drink. Kick-ass drink. Best drink ever. The only thing I drink. Um, I take number two is that it should not be seen as lazy to, after you do a full week of work, stay in bed for one day. No. Like, say you work Tuesday through Sunday. If you sleep all of Monday, that should not be seen as lazy. No, exactly, dude. So, like, that's what I do because I work fucking Wednesday through Saturday and then have Sunday and Tuesday off or whatever. Yeah. Working a fuck ton of hours. And then, like, on Tuesday, most of the time, I sleep in. And, like, I don't do shit in my dad's yeah, week. Except like, for today. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't fall back asleep. I was like, fuck it, we're recording now. No, just I watch it cold. Like, I agree with that. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, and number two, number three, sorry, holy fuck. Um, number three is that, dude, uh, name brand does not matter, no matter what it is. If you're comfy or if it fills up your stomach, that's all that matters. Don't go around like, People who go around like, oh, that shit's not name brand are the most insufferable fucking people I've ever met. No, exactly. I have friends that they won't buy anything unless it's name brand and the camera's back off. Fuck it. Uh, I have friends that won't buy shit unless it's name brand. And I hate that. Like if I can find a good deal on name brand at like a Goodwill or something, yeah, I'll buy it. But I'm not spending Forty fucking dollars for a T-shirt that says "Just Do It." Yeah, bro. I had a I had a cousin who stayed over. Like, this is like years ago at this point. But um, I was like living with my stepmom and all, and he like went through the fridge and was like, "None of this stuff is name brand. Go buy some name brand stuff for me." And she was like, "No, get the fuck out of my house." That's the one that annoys me the most is food name brand. Yeah, like, like bro, it all tastes the same. Like, quite literally, uh, hostess or whatever, they yeah. literally, like, they just give their shit away to, like, golf brand. Like, their cupcakes, if they don't have six loops, they give it away to golf brands. Like, you're literally eating the same shit. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I seen something on History Channel, like, six years ago, and that is the one fact that I have just floating around in my head, bouncing, like, the DVD logo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it just bounces around in my head, and I'll randomly, like, bring it up but no yeah like hostess they uh they don't have the six rings on top of the cupcakes 
they just give it away to off brands, sell them to off brands to sell. So when you buy like Walmart brand fucking cupcakes, guess what, bud? You're eating Hostess cupcakes. They just don't got six loops on it. Like pizza rolls are still gonna burn the fuck out of your mouth, no matter if it says Tostinos or not. Like oh yeah, they are. Or like in the world. your mac and cheese is still gonna slap if it's not craft. Shit, honestly, if it's not craft, it's probably better. Dude, craft sucks. Craft is like the one name brand. It's like the WWE of cheese. <laughs> it's just popular, and that's why people go to it. Like I, I'm a Velveeta guy. <laughs> dude, I'm Velveeta, but like a quick and dirty craft, pretty good. Um, <laughs> quick and dirty. Yeah, quick and dirty. Like you fuck that shit up with milk. You fuck. You fuck. You gotta fuck it up. You gotta add like some shredded cheese in that bitch. Like a quick and dirty craft, pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> it does. Name brands do not matter. It. If you buy stuff off a of name brand alone, you are simply making rich people richer, and they are laughing at you. Uh huh. That's it. That's it. You think. Michael Jordan gives a fuck if you go and buy some other shoes instead of spending $300 on his shoes? No. Exactly. No, he doesn't. He does not care. Exactly. Like, I know people that literally, like, buy every single pair of Jordans that come out. And I'm just like, why? Why? I, I buy one pair of $25 work boots every six months. And those are the only shoes I own. I buy two pairs of shoes a year, one pair of just shoes and then one pair of like non-slip shoes for work. Other than that, I don't care about shoes. Every now and then I'll buy like uh, sandals. Like when you see me at the lab on January 15th, I will be in a fancy ass outfit. I will be dressed up for my occasion, but the camera does not capture my damn feet. So I'm either going to be in some dusted up bands from five fucking years ago. Or in work boots. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Even though it does not match the outfit at all. But I'm not going out and paying $125 for some leather dress shoes. Never. You'll never catch me spending more than 60 on a pair of shoes. You, I just got motherfucker, a, that market's above 30 and I'm questioning. I got a pair of Skechers the other day because my friend's like the assistant GM there. And I was just like hanging out up there. And I seen these pair of shoes that are like called go walks or something they're known for like being comfortable for walks and i was like oh shit i might buy these you know and i looked at the price they wanted like 70 bucks for it and i told her no i was like no not happening she's like i'll give you my discount and drop the price down to like 30 so but yep that i dude if it goes above 30 for shoes i start questioning it yeah 100 100 percent. here's my hot takes Somebody's honking outside up the road for me. That's a nice hot take. No, it's behind my house. Great hot take. Uh, it's fucking annoying me. It's gonna it's like that fucking beeping noise that Tony has. <laughs> uh number one hot take. Restaurants that cater to being horny are weird. Very, uh, <laughs> very weird. <laughs> Uh, very, very, very weird. Uh, it's, I'll save this for another time, but I feel the same way about strip clubs, period. Um, 
Yeah, no, let's, under- let's go out and get bricked up with the boys while while we eat. That shit doesn't make any sense to me. That like it's presented as like this super straight thing, but <laughs> as is, a bisexual dude. dude, it's very gay. It is extremely gay to go out with all your friends and get bricked up together while you eat. No, exactly, bro. If I'm trying to eat my fucking hot wings, I'm not trying to fucking get a goddamn hard on like god damn it bro i either want these things are mutually exclusive i either want good wings i want to go home and see a naked woman they are not the same they do not occupy the same space if i was sitting on at the table eating naked wit eating sorry (laughs) eating hot wings and naked girlfriend walked up to me and be like can't you see i'm eating wings here no, exactly. They are not the same brain space. And at can all. we talk about the fucking perverts that go to these that are like 40 fucking years old and these servers are like in their 20s and they just get a picture with all these half naked 20 year olds and they post it on Facebook and they're like, oh, met some, met some cuties tonight. Ha ha ha. Like, dude, you're fucking, you're 40. <laughs> they're old enough to be your fucking kid, bro. <laughs> get, like, come on. I, I will. Ex- I will extend the age where they should wrap it up ex- exclusively for those old white men. Um, if it's 40 and you're doing that, it's your time to go. No, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. I should like my stepsister. She worked at a fucking Hooters for years, forever. Like she was like, she ended up becoming like part of corporate. I'm pretty sure like becoming part of the branding team, but like just the amount of time she would tell me like dudes would just like take pictures with her. Like, I'm just like, I could never. I don't know what I would do if a fucking cougar came into my work and was like, oh, can I get a picture with you? I'd be like, no, get your fucking food and get the fuck out of here. Like, you can get a picture of me. With <laughs> me. No, it's not happening. I'm sorry. You're a fucking weirdo. A picture of me would be even more weird. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I get, I end up in the background of so many customer pictures at the place I work that I, I don't care at this point. Dude, before I get on to my next topic, or uh, hot take, dude, we had a fucking Karen come into work yesterday, and my manager snapped. I've never seen a manager throw customers always right out the window as fast as he did. Dude. <laughs> so this lady was laying on the horn, like a car behind the other lady in the drive through window, laying on the horn. And then we finally, what's it called? We gave the lady at the window her food, and the lady came up and we were like, hey, why the fuck were you doing that? <laughs> why the fuck were you honking, bro? And she's like, you guys were taking forever. And we're like, oh, sorry. She's like, if you're going to take long to give out food, just pull them forward. And my manager said, oh, if you know how to do my fucking job, why don't you come in and apply and walked away? And I was like, oh, my fucking yeah. God. <laughs> I, I had a few of those moments this week. It's fuck. This week sucked. Dude, it's the holiday season. Like, I get it. People are stressed, but don't kick it out on fucking restaurant workers. Like, um. This weekend, we had some lady come in with her dog, and obviously, we can't allow dogs in because if they piss or shit on the floor, we have to recall all the beer we sent out internationally that day. Dogs are pets are just not allowed in. Period. It could be a fish that's just not allowed in. Um, so they came up with a dog. It was this girl and her boyfriend, and we're like, "Hey, ma'am, unfortunately, your dog can't come in. It's a really cute dog, though." Um, and then she like stormed off back towards the front gate and her boyfriend was like, well, I'm just going to go in and get something. And she went, 
No, you're not. If they don't allow dogs here, I don't want my money to be spent here. And then our manager just went, dude, we had someone literally spend a thousand dollars today. I do not care. Leave. Dude, I had this lady come in with a dog like last Saturday, I think it was, or Friday. She came in with her dog and I thought it was like a service dog. But no, it wasn't. It was just a fucking dog. It was just a fucking normal civilian dog. Dude, hot take number four. Your dogs are not humans. Your dogs are not allowed <laughs> where you're allowed. All right. Listen, I love dogs. Dogs are great. But pets are not allowed where you're allowed. You can control where you shit and where you piss. Dogs smell another dog or anything and they piss and shit. Do not expect your dog, especially food places. If one dog hair gets into someone's food, that is a class action fucking lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And everywhere is shut down. Your dogs do not have rights. I'm sorry. They don't. At uh, Five Guys, this fucking stupid pencil neck fucking eight-year-old nerd brought in his fucking iguana. A fucking iguana like he was that fucking kid off of Jesse. And fucking let it crawl around in the peanuts. Yeah, dude, that's like... <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. What makes you think that's okay? Literally, and like nobody caught it besides like some fucking marine biologist or something that was there. And instead of telling us, he fucking told corporate and almost got us shut down. Yeah. So we had like, to fucking, we had to like give everybody a refund that came in within the last like 24 hours of that day. We had to throw out the box of peanuts, obviously. And I had to give everybody refunds because they could have been contaminated to fucking salmonella or whatever it's called. Salmonella. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck. It, fuck unless that. it's unless it's a fucking what's it called? Unless it's a fucking service animal, please quit taking your dog everywhere. And I will I will point out that it has to be a physical service animal to be allowed most places. Emotional support animals do not count by law. It does not matter. Um it I, I'm sorry, I get it. We all have mental shit going on. But to be allowed most places, it cannot be an emotional support animal. It has to be a service animal. You cannot do something that is necessary to you being alive without this animal. Yeah. That that kind of, that is kind of shitty. That one is. No, I, I totally get it. But like if you were no offense, I get it. I I had a whole breakdown last night. I cried. It's whatever. Uh, if you are in that bad of a mental space, you do not need to come out to a bar or a restaurant or anything like that. Take your time, decompress, take your medicine, whatever, and it will no. just exactly. don't bring your pet. Exactly. Like, I get the people that bring their dogs through the drive through because if you're yeah, just that's driving different. around, that's different. But when you bring your fucking dog into my fucking restaurant, I'm gonna, I get pissed, dude. And all my coworkers are like, oh my God, a puppy. Now, like, again, yeah, then what happens when it shits on the floor? I have to clean it up. Yeah. Like, like I, we get so many dogs every week who they're, who have the name of our company. And they're like, oh, this dude's name is Beep. Why can't he come in? Because it's going to shit on the floor. That, like, I understand your dog's name. Who names their dog Anheuser Bush? Yep. Who names the dog <laughs> Bushlight? Um, actually a surprising amount of people, especially here. Um, I know a lot of dogs named Bush. Um, but yeah, we get a bunch of people coming in with their dogs saying, oh, well, we named him after you guys. Can't you just make an exception? No. (laughs) If you're over 60 and if you have a fucking dog in public, die. 
Yeah, if you're over 60, period. <laughs> like, Scott Snyder, you're getting really close. Yeah, Scott, he, he needs a couple years extra added, I feel. I feel like he should get I feel like he should get a little bit added. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Keep him inside. You have you have a few more months of buckings, pal. <laughs> you better go see your nephew at full or you better go see your nephew in NXT quick before you're not allowed. Exactly. I don't think he's even allowed in NXT because of him and Triple H though. Like I don't I, I think if Scott Steiner walked in the fucking the PC. I don't think Triple H is allowed in NXT. I don't think Triple H is allowed out the house. He had a heart attack, and apparently he hasn't been seen in public as much since. Well, yeah, bro. Like, bro, I remember something about that. I remember recently Shawn Michaels gave an update, but I honestly didn't keep track. Uh, hot take number two, amusement parks. They were fun. When we, yeah, they were fun when we were little, but you take me to an amusement park now, I'm going to fucking probably puke. Like, I, the older I get, the less I want to be out in public. So, (laughs) that's it. No, I feel that. I went to Six Flags a couple months ago, dude. And, like, I remember the joy of being a little kid and riding the rides and having so much fun. I got on the fucking Ninja at Six Flags St. Louis, which is, like, known for being a rough ride. That first loop hit, and I thought I was dying. Like, that shit was terrifying. I hate roller coasters. The only good amusement park ride is um, Grizzly at King's Dominion because it's just this old coaster that's almost falling apart and it has no loops and all. It's just a rough ride and you feel like at any point this thing could fall apart because it's like 80,000 years old. Um, And then the Gravitron at your local carnival. That's it. Yeah. Those yep. are only two things that get amusement park rights. Is that the one that like spins around really fast and you go up against the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. So <laughs> I have a story about one of those. So I used to live on a farm or whatever, you know? And yeah. uh, we used to do these, like we had a petting zoo. Like it was my buddy's farm that I lived on. And we had like exotic animals that we would take to these petting zoos or whatever. We owned a petting zoo. And we would go to these county fairs for like four days at a time. And we used to go to the one that's like, it's the biggest one in our area, really. And they had, I forget, it's called whatever you called it. I always called it the Tony Twister because that's what it was called in St. Louis. But it didn't have a roof on it. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched this dude skin the cat while it was spinning around. <laughs> Tried skinning the cat. And then the fucking lady like stopped the ride real quick and was like, sir, what the fuck is your issue? And he's like, He's like, oh, I just wanted to show off a cool trick. And they're like, you were about to get flung across the fucking county, dude. <laughs> like, you were quite literally going to end up in another county. Like, because that thing's going like 200 fucking miles per hour. Yeah, there's a and- reason why it's hard to move when it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they promptly just like escorted him out. And he's like, this is bullshit. And I was like fucking, I think 11 or 12 traumatized because I almost watched a guy get fucking flung. <laughs> I almost watched him splat it, bro. Dude, he would have probably went flying. Like, I'm not even kidding. He would have gone flying to the fucking parking lot. Yeah, that's like, terminal velocity at that point. If you somehow break free of the Gravitron while it's going full speed, you are <laughs> either just, you just snap disappeared. That's it. <laughs> like, you're probably not even dying on impact. You're probably dying like once you. 
like get what's it called flung out like just yeah you were dying in air you open your mouth and your <laughs> organs are pancaked inside of you yeah dude i remember i went to a carnival me and my ex i was going to take her to the carnival and i was like oh let's go to the carnival little cute teenage date stuff haha and a fucking like a day before we go dude a fucking carnival ride fucking dismantles in midair or something like that like and it was like a giant news story and it happened like fucking 10 stakes away from us she would not get on a single ride because of that and i was like come on let's just do this she's like no did you see the video of those kids getting flung and i was like yeah but like but yeah like, but like come on how likely is it to happen it apparently it's very likely apparently oh, yeah, fucking, apparently carnival rides break often honestly the probably the safest one is probably the gravitron <laughs> right because if it breaks you're up against a wall already yeah but no, like the-, the zipper bro fuck ass no <laughs> fuck ass no the fucking salt and pepper shakers you know what i'm talking about uh, the ones just these two giant long fucking like uh carts i guess you could call them they're just two giant long ass tall ass um the seats really and you sit at the bottom well the whole point of the ride is it just flips you upside down <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah. i've never seen one of those and then there's also one that's like it it's a ferris wheel yeah and you pull the lever in the fucking tunnel or the little cart you're in fucking flips up time or the cage you're in flips upside that's down. that's the zipper that's the zipper is that yeah fuck ass no dude yeah i fu- I remember I went to one of those uh, like uh, school carnival things and they had that and I was on it with my fucking third grade crush and she kept on trying to flip it and I was crying, dude. I got <laughs> in front of my crush because I was crying, telling her not to flip it. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? She we got to it. the bottom. No, no, she didn't flip it because I told oh. her not to. We got to the bottom and the guy goes, oh, I forgot to lock it. I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> how do you forget the lock of fucking cage that is going to be flipping upside down 20 feet in the air that has fucking how old are you in third grade like nine that's i think like what the fuck that's crazy bro should have bro lost his job fuck (laughs) probably probably not because half those fucking carnival ride operators are just fucking third cousins to their wife or something like that they're (laughs) They're cousins to their wife dude they're fucking like inbred fucks they never have teeth they don't sleep i'm convinced they don't sleep i think this is just your personal experience in st louis sorry not just st louis but yeah st louis area a lot of the carnivals i've been to the fucking ride operators look like they're fucking straight up cracked out of their mind. Yeah, I think that might just be a Missouri thing, brother. It might be, but it's, fuck. it's always like 16 year old kids here. Yeah, see, I wish that was the case. At least it's just a fucking young and dumb idiot, not a fucking 35 year old that fucks his second cousin. Like, <laughs> God damn, bro. Well, yeah, fuck carnivals. I'll probably only go on the Gravitron or whatever, and that's it. Maybe a Ferris wheel. Maybe. Doubt depends it, if depends on who I'm with. Well, yeah, I guess. But even then, like you seen what happened with me when I went on one with my crush. <laughs> almost fucking died. And then my third hot take is money in the bank is not important as it once was. Money in the bank sucks. Um like the concept of it is cool, 
but with no good booking behind it, it doesn't matter. Uh, like, I don't even care about the Rumble this year because booking has not been it. Yeah, and, it's one, it's one of those things where, like, we don't know who's going to win. And it's not a good we don't know who's going to win. It's like they just haven't booked anybody. Yeah, and, like, and that's fucking, I don't know, maybe Lesnar, but I could give a Dude, fuck. Um, I'm going to that, and it's going to be cool to go to a Rumble, you know? Yeah, but like, you could have picked a worse year. No, I really, like, and I, like, it's because my grandma bought me and my little bought my little brother a ticket, and he said he wanted to take me or whatever. Like, so he's given his uh, second and third ticket to me and my stepmom. And, like, that's cool. But, like, me and my friends were talking about going, and I honestly was going to skip out on it. Like, just because yeah. I'm not a big re- – like, I don't know. I don't like going to big wrestling shows anymore. Yeah, I'm – I don't know. I don't want to say anything and compromise myself. Um, well, I mean, I don't like going to large capacity shows, I should say. I don't like, like – I'll go, I'll go to indie shows, but, like, I just can't stand, like, the rumble. I'm going to be a nervous wreck because I know a lot of the fucks here in St. Louis aren't vaccinated. Yeah, and that shit's gonna stink too. Dude, it is. That shit's gonna suck. It stink <laughs> at AEW, bro. Yeah, like, and the a big thing about the Rumble too right now is the person could win and be fired by Mania. Exactly, dude. Exactly. So, and money like in the seen, bank is even worse. Yeah. Well, yeah, money in the bank. We've seen what's happened the past two years. Last year, fucking, fucking uh, Otis won it or whatever. And then lost it to fucking um, the Miz. Miz. Yeah. And then the Miz won it be off a hot shot. And then they hot shotted Big E, which, like, don't get me wrong, Big E deserved that shit. But, like, they hot shotted it, dude. Like, that's what it was. They just hot shotted it. Yeah. Like, and like you said, they can be released at any moment. That's the thing. I'm waiting for someone to be released with a championship or the money in the brink briefcase. It's bound to happen. Like, I can only imagine at the Rumble this year when they get eliminated, they walk backstage, and Vince is like, you're fired, by the way. Dude. Like, what would you do if during the fucking Rumble, somebody gets eliminated, and then you just see Fightful can confirm that fucking Otis has been released? Like, what? Like, that'd be, like, and it's like, it's something we shouldn't joke about, but it's something that's 100% possible. I honestly, no offense to Otis, I'm surprised he's still there. Dude, they released his partner, who I thought was the better part of the team, Tucker. I thought Tucker was better wrestling-wise, yeah. Yeah, and they released him. Oh, and did you hear about Jeff Hardy? Did you hear about that whole situation? Uh, Not. So I was getting my tattoo um, that I recently got earlier this week, I think, or two weeks ago, whatever. Um, And the girl in front of me was getting a Hardy Boys logo tattoo. As Jeff Hardy got released, and she was mad as fuck. She's like, just draw an X over it. <laughs> put the young bucks, put the young bucks logo over it. <laughs> no, uh, so Matt Hardy released a Twitch stream last night where he was talking about Jeff, and he's like, Jeff is fine. He doesn't need rehab. Blah blah blah. He might just be saying that because he's his brother. But then they showed a video where Jeff has headphones on. And they're like, oh, what are you listening to, Jeff? And he takes the headphones off. And he's like, oh, I was listening to Release Me by so-and-so. So people think, like, 
I don't know how much I believe this, but people think Jeff did his whole stunt of walking out the ring and all that to get released. Bro, bro. <laughs> wait, hold on. So you were telling me there are legitimate people who think that Jeff Hardy pretended to get back on drugs <laughs> to be released. Yes. <laughs> like, there's people that legit, they don't think he actually got back on drugs or pretended he was on drugs, but they think when he, like, walked out the match at the live event or whatever, he was causing a scene on purpose to fucking get released. You know what? If, it, if he did, good for him. Great. I love to see it. Um, but if he didn't, people are fucking weird and need to stop thinking of this shit. Uh-huh. All I know is, I don't know how I feel about a Hardy Boys reunion in AEW. I don't want it. I don't. I, I can't think of any teams in AEW that I want to see them in the face that they haven't. They faced FTR in WWE. They did the whole Young Bucks thing before they went back to WWE. Uh, I mean, Lucha Express, maybe. That'd be cool. Like, no, I'm maybe. Good. Maybe. Uh, I'm just trying to think of Top Flight. Denver's Top Flight could be good. Now, hear me out. Um, not necessarily have a Hardy Boys reunion, but giving AEW the rights to the Hardy Boys names and having like a Hardy Boys tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that would fuck. That would fuck. Um, did you did you hear that apparently uh um WWE asked Tony Khan for video of like videos of current people that are in AEW for documentaries. Why? <laughs> yeah, like what are you gonna do? Like an Adam Cole documentary, and then like at the end of it, they just show him walking out at all out. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, and then this is what happened with Adam Cole. That doesn't make any sense to me. What they need to do, what I what I would do if I was Tony, I'd be like, all right, give me footage of uh, Owen Hart for the tournament. Give me some Owen Hart footage. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, I'll give you footage. I'll give you about a half an hour footage for any one person you want if you give me access to Owen Hart footage. Yeah, literally. Like, that's like, especially if they're doing this whole uh, tournament for him. Like, I think that I think they need footage. Like, because he did shit outside of WWE, but like, I want to see other shit of him too. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever watched um, New Japan Owen Hart? No, I haven't. Dude, that shit go crazy. Yeah, but I'm saying like WWE and WWF, fucking Owen Hart would be cool too to see. Yeah, but like they'll you, obviously acknowledge it. But if you want that, just go on Peacock. If yeah, but I'm saying for their own rights to have it, to fucking put a video package together. True. I don't know. I think it's gonna be rad as fuck, and I'm curious to see because I know Owen Hart is gonna be in the AEW game. I wonder if they're going to do, like, does w- I don't know how this works. Does WWE own rights to the gear of the Hart Foundation, Owen Hart? I don't think so. I don't think they own rights to any gear because, uh, like, Matt Hardy's been wearing those same fucking pants he has been everywhere he goes. True, true. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they own, like, personal rights to gear. I think the wrestlers pay for their gear themselves. I know, but I'm talking about like in video game likeness because that's a whole different can of worms. Dude, I don't know, actually. I I couldn't imagine because I'm pretty sure Bret Hart's gear looked like, what's it called? Uh, 
the Hart Foundation gear in WCW games. Oh, true. I forgot WCW existed. I'm sorry, Fightful. <laughs> I was I was not alive when WWE when WCW was around. Yeah, who was it that fucking person there? Who was WCW champion when you were 13? Yeah. Well, why such a random age? <laughs> the company was dead for 13 years when I was 13. Yeah, the company was dead for or 12 11, or... 11 years. What still the company was dead, brother? Yeah. And the company was gone. <laughs> like, what? By the way, John Cena had the big gold title at the time. <laughs> I think for you, 2013, it would probably be Orton. Yeah, it would 100% been Orton. <laughs> it, or fuck it, yeah. Or Brian. Yeah. Or when's your birthday? Uh, July. It would have been Brian. Oh, 100% Brian. Brian or... um Or H. When when uh Brian released the titles, who ended up winning them? Because remember he won the titles and then they had to relinquish them because of injury. I don't know. It might have been H. That's <laughs> awesome. That fucking rules. That's a great, great three options I have there. No, but fucking I'm excited for fucking that Owen Hart tournament. Apparently they're talking about having it be like the G1 whatever round robin Dude, tournament. If it is, it it if the Owen Hart tournament is like legitimately not canceled or because I haven't heard anything about it in a while, it needs to be something like the G1 climax because Owen Hart was a uh, IWGP junior champion. So it either needs to be the best of the super juniors or a G1 climax. I think Tony Khan said details are coming at winter is coming tomorrow night about the tournament. Perfect. Because he said he's been doing interviews lately or whatever, and he when it gets brought up, he's like, "It's still happening. It's just I don't want to, I don't want any other big stuff to overshadow it." If I will, I will watch weekly for the Owen Hart tournament. But... I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's like the women's tournament where it's on YouTube, so they get enough time. That would fuck. Like if they did a full ass tournament on YouTube, and that, has that would be, that that would also be great. Like, I think more companies should do more YouTube shit because Mm -hmm. free shit is going to pull more people in. Exactly. Like, my friend, all he does is uh, he knows about uh, AEW. Like, he keeps up with it just from YouTube alone and then buys the pay-per-views. Yeah. Like, you're not getting those ratings or whatever, but you're getting But who the fuck has cable right now? No, exactly. Exactly. I fucking illegally stream AEW for the most part. I'm thinking about it. I I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, if I get off work and my little brother has it on the TV, I'll watch it, but I'm not going out of my way to turn it on. That makes sense. But that's just like don't have for cable. every wrestling. Cable's expensive, bro. I know, motherfucker. That shit's stupid. I had a Hulu TV for six months and it was like 70 bucks a month. And then the pandemic hit and I didn't have a job and I forgot to cancel it. And it fucking dragged my bank account through the mud. Damn. Imagine. On to the new segment or wait. You yeah. didn't even announce we were doing a new segment. Uh, yeah. We're entering a new segment. It's called <laughs> news, news stories of the week where me and Cody talk about, well, mainly news that is in the title and it's just, I found three random news articles because apparently there's an app on my phone called News. 
Uh, <laughs> first article. Here it is. Headline reads, if it'll load. Server says she was fired from a restaurant after earning a $4,400 tip. And then it says, let me find a quote. Brandon, who served customer Grant Wise's party of over 40 people, was the other server was surprised when she saw the large tip left on the table. It was an incredible thing to do, and to see her reaction was awesome. To see what that meant to her. The impact that it had on her life already. Wise said about the moment, according to NBC affiliate, Although the two servers thought the money was meant for them, they came to a hard realization when their manager told them otherwise. And then here's a quote from the server. I was told that I was going to be giving my cash over to my shift manager and I would only be taking home 20% of that. She noted the restaurant wanted her to share her tip with the coworkers, which was something that she had never done before in her three and a half years she's worked there. It also didn't help that Wise called ahead to ensure that the party's tips would go straight to the servers, even though it didn't. Damn. So, so it sounds like the restaurant's just trying to fuck her over. Yeah, the restaurant said, hey, I'm going to fuck on you. He tried to fuck on me. He tried. Um, <laughs> she walked in. She walked in the fucking office. She's trying to fuck on me. <laughs> no. So like I've worked in restaurants and the servers do tip out the what you called busters and all of that. Yeah. But not the whole staff and definitely not 20 percent. It's literally like two percent. <laughs> like, well, at, at um. At restaurant that will na- name nameless, uh, all the tips get split up among all the staff. Um, Bussers and I mean bartenders and barbacks get majority of it. Um, Bussers get a cut, and that's it. Um, but it is split amongst all the staff that is in that tip pool at my place. So where I work. How the tips worked was only the host and busters got a tip out from the tips. And it was like a two or 3%, I think. And then the bartenders got like a 0.25% tip of all alcohol purchases. Um, Another, yeah, I mean. But it sounds like what it sounds like from the article, she's never had to do that before. And she is yeah. pissed. She sounds, I would be too. Yeah. Especially when the guy called ahead and made sure the tip would go directly to her. Like, like that's fucked. <laughs> like, that's, that's shady. And it sounds like she kept the money and just said, fuck it. I'll yeah, I would have quit. Employed. Yeah, motherfucker, that's, that's three months, dog. I'm going to read a little bit more of the article and see if there's anything else in it um, that says. Go ahead. It says any circumstances if my I think fucking... I deleted my news app. But thanks to Wise, Brandon isn't officially out of luck just yet. Or wait. Okay, I skipped some stuff. What? Where what the fuck is all this? Okay. Once Wise learned that the restaurant wanted her wanted the two servers to share their cash with everyone. He asked Oven and Tap to return the gratuity so he could hand the money to Brandon outside. So he took the money back from the restaurant to hand it outside to her. That's awesome. Hand it outside. Uh, outside. But that action, she said, caused her to lose her job. She said the restaurant fired her because she wasn't supposed to tell wise about their pro- policy of pulling tips. It was devastating, she said. I borrowed a significant amount for student loans, most of them 
were turned off because of the pandemic, but they're turning back on in January, and that's a harsh reality. When the news asked the local eatery for a statement, they briefly explained what happened regarding Green's departure, and here's what their statement was. After dining, this large group of guests requested that their gratuity be given to the two particular servers. We fully honored their request, they said. Well, out of our respect for our highly valued team members, we do not discuss the details around the termination of an employee. But thanks to Wise, Brandon isn't officially out of luck just yet. The Whitley co-founder started a GoFundMe for Brandon so she could have a little money in her pocket during the holidays. The goal, which is set to 6000 has already met and is now at 8732 My only goal is to help her get through this experience with the least amount of stress and anxiety possible onto whatever her next opportunity may be, he wrote on the crowdfunding site. On Saturday, Weiss shared an update that because they already exceeded the original goal, he disabled new donations. He also said that Brain is already very happy at her new job. Jesus, fuck. Well, I mean, get your money, I guess. Jesus Christ. The fact that she got $2,000 more, or almost $3,000 more than the goal is cool, too. That's tight. Yeah. But fuck Had that company. Do a rent GoFundMe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, guys. Cody got fired. <laughs> if I, and then, if no lie, if uh, this podcast podcast keeps up and my boss finds it, I will be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That I, that's why I'm nervous. I hate like people finding out about this. And here's the next article. There's three articles I chose, by the way. Oh my this God. one. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably seen this one on Twitter already. Hassan Piker banned from Twitch for saying the word cracker. The left wing. <laughs> <laughs> the left wing Twitch star has been temporarily banned from Twitch following a discussion where he used word some believe to be an anti-white slur. You can't be anti-white. No, I don't get that. There's I mean, an no. out-of-control amount of racism on, on Twitch, racism on Twitch, but they've finally banned the most egregious of its perpetrators. Hassan Piker, left-wing streamer, says that he was banned from Twitch for using the anti-white term cracker. On Twitch, Piker is a left-wing provac... provac- Provector? I don't know how to fucking say that word. He spends hours every day talking about news and politics from a left-wing perspective, with a healthy dose of clowning on conservatives thrown in. Piker was banned after signing off from a December 13th stream where he discussed the word cracker following the banning of two of his moderators who used the word. I've been called a cracker more times than every single one of you fucking pacey little cracker bitches in my chat, Okay. Piker said <laughs> during the live stream, stop crying. stop crying about the fucking term, okay? Recognize that the person who is calling you a fucking cracker is literally powerless. They're doing it. Someone who's been historically oppressed, blown off steam. No official reason has been given for the ban, and it's unclear how long it will last. Will last. Twitch and Piker did not immediately respond to Motherboard's request for comment. This is Piker's third ban. Twitch kicked him off the platform in 2009, a week after he said, America deserved 9-11, dude. Fuck it. I'm saying it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you know, <laughs> I routinely call myself a cracker at work. So, you know what? Go off. 
<laughs> that's I was not expecting that last fucking sentence. Holy shit. Oh my god. He got he got banned for saying cracker. And they're like, oh by the way, he also got banned in the past for saying 9-11 was deserved. Jesus oh. fucking. He said, fuck it, I'm gonna say it. America deserved 9-11. I mean uh I I emoji, but I I don't know much about the politics sides of 9-11. It was a terrible act, so I'm not going to comment on it. But Jesus, yeah. well, you can't be saying that, though. Like, you just oh, can't. Dude, you, I, come on, you've worked in a restaurant before. Come on. You know, come on. I, I know, but... You're, you're telling me if they put a camera and a speaker in the back of that Five Guys, you would still have a public profile. Oh, absolutely not. Like, not even Five Guys, fucking 54th Street. The amount of shit that I would hear, like, from managers and higher-ups. Like, Jesus, dude. Like, there's some people that just don't care in restaurants. No, at all. Like, especially the back-of-house crew. Yeah, especially. The, the, that's I, a whole different breed. I, I avoid the back-of-house as much as I can. No, I go to the back-of-house at... Uh, my current employer every now and then to grab ice or stuff like that. And like, it's a little bit better since it's Christian based, but there's still like that heavy metal music blaring. Yeah. And there's fucking people with fucking greasy ass hair that look like they haven't showered in a couple of days. And they're just like, this old man. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> how's it going? Hey, or and at- um, pause and pause and podcast for a sec- second. Uh, rest in peace, Jimmy rave, bro. Holy shit, yeah. I don't uh, know much about him, but uh the amount of uh like hurt that I see the wrestling community in sucks. Like I, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was a big fan of his because I genuinely do not know any of like his significance as much, but like that shit sucks. It sounds like he had a rough couple of years. Yeah, uh it was not my place to say, but towards the end it was pretty rough. Um Shout out Jimmy Ray's family. I hope you're doing well. I hope I know you're not listening, but thoughts and I'm not going to say prayers because I hate when people do that, but I really do hope you're doing well. Positive vibes. That's what I usually yeah, say. Yeah, positive vibes. Um, Jimmy Ray, that shit sucks. Oh, there's uh, a GoFundMe that I'll link yeah, in the I'm, description. Yeah, I'm looking at this. it right now. <laughs> I'll link it in the description. Um, but uh, yeah, that shit sucks. Um, I'm not. I'm also not gonna say I know a lot about his wrestling career. I know a decent amount of, of him as a person. I've ran into him a few times. We've had conversations. He's he, he was a genuinely great dude. Um. Yeah, that shit's rough. Yeah. No. Seeing the uh, a lot of the young guys, like seeing a lot of the young like up and comers talking about him, how much advice they gave him. Uh, I forgot his name. He's part of uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke. Um, like, one of the good ones, not Jordan Oliver. Uh, forgot his name. But he, <laughs> not Jordan Oliver. <laughs> he, he posted a screenshot where Jimmy Rave was like, you need to be on AEW's ass. And then he told him, he was like, I'm trying. He goes, give me a minute. Next time they're in Philly or Newark, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, I'm going to ask them for some favors. So that's cool. But no, it sounds like he was a genuinely like down to earth and he cared about the future of the business, which is tight. 
and it sucks. I don't know. Like, I know a little bit of the circumstances he's had the past couple of years, and it's all sad. If you want to know about it, you can probably find it online easily. But, yeah, rest in peace, Jimmy Rave, real quick. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, restaurants, they fucking suck. Like, yes. 54th Street. Like, I feel like one thing that doesn't get talked about enough in the restaurant business is the amount of back-of-house 35-year-olds that flirt with the 17-year-old servers. I feel like that needs to be uh, discussed more. That's kind of odd. It finds me very disgusted whenever I see a 35-year-old hitting on a 17-year-old. We've had uh, our head chef has fired multiple like chefs for doing that. Good for him. It's it's not even like he does not even have a one strike policy. It's as soon as he hears about that, you're gone, brother. Well, no, because there shouldn't be a fucking like yeah. a warning, a slap on the wrist for being a pervert. Like the manager at my old job, and I discussed it to my fucking GM, was a fucking weirdo. One of the fucking kitchen managers. I don't know the fucking terms. I've only worked in a real restaurant once. He was like the back of house manager, though, pretty much. Uh a shift manager but he would like when he would leave he would give all the like 17 and 18 year old girls a hug and be like oh bye i'll see you tomorrow i'll see you tomorrow and he'd make like fucking dirty comments about their fucking breasts and fucking ass and i'm just like come on dude and i told the gm like whenever i quit because i quit because of him like he's the dude that got in my face and told me he was going to kick my ass yeah and i promptly said fucking do it and walked away and then quit and then I told my GM, and he's like, oh, he's that's just his personality. He's a funny guy. And I was like, okay. But apparently it's like a common thing in restaurants. Uh, and speaking of the back of house dating servers, I have some news about Pete Davidson. Hey, yo. Uh, it's I nothing. love that man. I love that I, man. I love Pete Davidson, dude. Uh, the, reason I hero. Say, the reason I say back of house dating the servers is because this is about MGK and Pete Davidson. They went to the nail salon together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the article reads, Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly hit the nail salon together. And I'll send you the picture. They look Oh, I've seen happy. it. I've seen it. The picture of them at the nail salon. They look pretty yeah. happy together. I like that. Uh, after appearing in their underwear for a Calvin Klein campaign on the brand's Instagram Live on Monday, the two live streamed again Tuesday, hitting a nail salon for a side-by-side treatment. Beautiful Colson David. Beautiful Colson David tells MJK about his nails. He will rock similar bleached hair as they introduce themselves to the nail technicians. Davidson joked everyone would have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to not discuss what they talked about in the chairs. Did we nail it or did we nail it? They captured their story. That's such a Pete Davidson fucking caption. I love it. Yeah, Davidson. Dude, I love Pete Davidson. <laughs> Davidson and Kelly had also posed in Calvin Klein briefs on Monday. One picture. So Davidson on a couch as Kelly poured popcorn into his mouth. Nice stuff, by the way, Davidson told Kelly during the shoot. I get it now. Good for you. Good for you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) The the brand also changed his profile photo to Davidson during the live story. A rep for Calvin Klein says yet another iconic star is set to take over their over over their feed this week. CNN fucking sucks. I'm going to send you a screenshot of the article. They made a huge grammatical error. Grammatical? A grammatical error. No, but I love Pete Davidson. He's one of like his movie, uh King of, King Staten, of Staten Island. Island. Yeah. I love it. 
I sent you a screenshot though. Read the last, like, read that and tell me what looks wrong. Over hair. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Okay. That's bad. Yeah. No, but uh, Pete Davidson. Oh shit. Who's calling you? Is it Abby? No, oh. this motherfucker. Um, I'll no. bleep that. I'll bleep that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, it was the alarm because this is when we were supposed to start recording. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. That's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, so I don't need to bleep out her name. No, you're good. Okay. I, I never mind. You've said it before. I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said my work name on here before. I'm about to say yours. <laughs> <laughs> my work name is Cody. No, I'm saying you're fucking what's it called? Your employer's oh. name. Oh, true. <laughs> Don't say that. No, <laughs> let's but... not. They they've made me take posts off my Instagram with pictures in their uniform. So let's let's not do that. Dude, I won't. I won't. I don't fuck with people's like income like that. Fucking five guys though. They got mad at me because me and my friend went to the gym and we wanted to be funny and worked out in our five guys hats. And my GM's like, you're going to have to take those pictures down. And I was like, excuse me? And they're like, you can't be, you can't be wearing uh, the uniform outside of a five guys. And I said, the fuck is this, the army? Like, what are you, <laughs> what? I told him, I said, uh, you're good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, you can fire me. I don't care. Yeah, uh, they literally have made me taking down pictures in uniform before. So I'm good. But uh, no, Pete Davidson. That dude got with fucking Ariana Grande, and now he's fucking uh, he's with uh, Kim K. Yeah. That what the fuck, dude? And if you tell me that personality does not matter, it's no, it's confidence, bro. That's all it is. Yeah. Pete Davidson's awesome in general, though. Dude, like his Pete. whole story, like his whole movie, King of Staten Island. Like people thought it was just a like a drama movie. That's, like, based on true events, bro. That's, like, his actual life. And I love that. And I love his SNL shit. His SNL yeah. shit cracks me up. He's the, he's the only thing good on that fucking show. Dude, so, like, every SNL, like, class or whatever you want to call it, like, how there's, like, different classes for yeah. SNL. Like, in the past, they had, like, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, and fucking also Kevin James, I'm pretty sure, and David Spade, all on one season, Chris Farley. And then you've had like uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and a bunch of people in one season. Fucking back in the day, you had like Eddie Murphy and all that in one season. And then now you're looking at it and you're like, oh, they have uh, Pete Davidson, it says. Okay. And, Pete uh, Davidson and uh, the dude who's fucking Scarlett Johansson. Who? Colin Jost. Oh, dude, I forgot about Colin Jost. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have a kid coming up, I think. Good for him. Lonely yeah, Island. great for him, yeah. <laughs> Lonely Island, they carried that fucking show for a while. Lonely Island will carry anything you put them involved in. The only That's... reason Brooklyn Nine-Nine exists is because of Andy Sandberg. Oh, 100%. If I ever become a wrestler, my theme is going to be like a boss. No, it's, it's got to be Sick Glenda, bro. Come on. Dick in a box. No. <laughs> That's no. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yes. This should be Candy Lee's theme. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's always wanting a boat. That should be her theme. True, true. But uh, no, Pete Davidson in general, fucking with 
Kim K. You know Kanye West is punching the air right now. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, he's like publicly punching air. He's like done a few interviews and he's like, <laughs> I I know our kids want their parents back together. I want their parents back together. Uh, and I, I literally just saw a meme. I'll see if I can find it again. Um, Kim K, the first person to divorce God. He, uh, he sounds a lot like my stepdad when my mom left him. Yeah, he's, like, punch- he's publicly punching air. Did you hear that uh, he had like some concert, live concert, streaming event thing? Apparently, he got on stage and was crying for uh, Kim to come back. Like, he was literally saying, he was like, just come crawling back to me, Kim. I know you want to. And I'm like, dog. <laughs> like, could you imagine if I went through a breakup and I got on this podcast and I was like, I miss you. Just come back. Oh, like, if, I, if I got, if I went through a breakup, I 100% would. Because it would work. It... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> don't, oh, no. don't. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> no, not. All I'm going to say is I'm just proud of us. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I was half asleep when you told me all that. But no, dude. Like, this whole con game, Kim Kardashian shit. Like, I, I hate clowning on breakups. But... This one's funny just because Kanye's a oh, fucking... No. Kanye's... Kanye deserves this shit, bro. I don't care, dude. Like, he's denied getting help and all that. And at that point, it's on him. At that point, it's on him if he's not one to get help. Dude, and he's... me and Kanye have a very, very on... A very, very long-standing beef uh, that is completely one-sided. Um, no, fuck Kanye. He deserves the shit. Pete Davidson is my avatar of revenge. I, like, this is a long-ass term goal. Like, I'm talking, like, a 10-year goal. But I want to hang out with fucking Pete Davidson, even if it's for five minutes. I want Pete Davidson to say my name, and then I'll be happy. God damn, it's going to be, like, fucking redacted in Aleister Black's NXT feud. (laughs) Say my (laughs) name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're going to walk right by him, and you're going to be like, Pete, Pete. Pete, my name's Cody. Oh, what's up, Cody? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, and then I then my I'm done. I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap it up. It's gonna you're just gonna put out a tweet. I'm done. I retire. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that counted as my last interview. Dude, so speaking of running into celebrities, I like on TikTok that fucking Coney Island guy, the bing pong, dude that went to rehab and all that. Yeah. He like like he's open about taking like he's all cool with people taking videos and photos with him. I promise you, we're fucking searching for him. I don't want to go to bro. I don't think you understand how big New York is. I don't care. It's I'm finding him. I'll DM him. I don't. I truly think you do not understand how big New York is. I don't. But uh, yeah. to walk through. Central Park, okay? That shit is damn near four hours to walk just along the borders. Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I've never been to New York. I always assumed it was tiny. No. There's a lot of people there, too. There's going to be a fuck ton of people, dude. I'm going to get in a fist fight. I feel it. Dude, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fucking banned from New York. I've told you this privately, but if you get in a fist fight or any sort of trouble with the law, I don't know you. That's all on me and not you. That's like, if I a hundred percent, if I start getting arrested, 
and I'm getting like put in handcuffs and I just see you and your girlfriend walking away. There's no hurt feelings. I 100% understand. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> like, I 100% understand. Because I'm not you. You can call your folks and they can sort that out. But I got time. I got. Oh, I got if I get arrested, <laughs> if, if I get arrested in New York, I'm not leaving New York. I'm not coming back home. That that's your own prerogative, brother. I am not. That that's not happening. I'm not. Nope. No fucking you told me randomly you're like uh also by the way we're not doing crack <laughs> as yeah. if i'm a fucking crack Dude, at it listen it wasn't <laughs> randomly we had a whole conversation don't do not place it like it was randomly we had a whole conversation about us being fucking fiends um yeah no drugs not happening because i'm i can't get arrested and if you get arrested i'm just gonna walk away so how often do people ask you for drugs in New York? <laughs> Not often, but I uh, I went up to Philly a few, like almost a year ago at this point. Um, and I did have people thinking I was native from Philly. That's awesome. Very weird. I am literally going to find some gravel and put it in a baggie. And if anybody asks me for drugs, I'm just going to give them like gravel dust. Nobody's going to ask you for drugs. They might. Have you seen me? I look like a drug dealer. Yes, I've seen you. Uh, But I promise you, East Coast is very mind your own fucking business. And I'm the complete opposite of that. This is two style clashes. I'm aware, but East Coast is very much mind your own fucking business. If I see a crackhead acting like a crackhead, I'm going to tell him to quit. Please do <laughs> you will bite <laughs> off your face. It is not a joke. Head. Some crackhead's gonna be acting like a fucking crackhead. I'm like, hey, bro, can you fucking chill out? Calm down, bro. Please do not talk to anyone on the street. If they ask you for something, just keep on walking. Do not, dude. I I'm gonna have to babysit two people who don't know how to act in the city. Uh, brother, I'm wearing our merch. If somebody asks about the podcast, I'm talking about it. No one's gonna ask. Yo, you'd be surprised, bro. I've been on the East Coast my entire life. No one is going. If to I ask. wear a shirt, if I have wear my shirt that says "Ask me about my podcast," somebody's gonna ask me about my podcast. No, they're not. I promise <laughs> you. I promise you, they will. Unless it's like a five year old kid. Yeah, I'll fucking give them the link. You know, give no, them a free keychain. I'll give them a free keychain and the link. Bro, I mom, what's not, up, dude? I hope you get the shit be out of you. I I need to be humbled. I do too. God, I can't I, wait to leave you in a bloody pile in Times Square. I'm just going to get my absolute shit kicked in. And as I'm laying there getting my fucking face stomped in, I'm going to be looking up and you're just going to be walking away. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'll give you a little wave too. I'm not. Sticking around. You'll, you'll give me a wave and you'll do that. You know that friends or uh, not friends, fucking um uh that 70s show gif of Bez drawing the heart with his finger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just gonna look at me, draw the heart, and just keep walking, and I'll be like, okay. Get yourself <laughs> back home, bitch. You're gonna be like, I'm running to the bathroom, Jake. Be good. I'm like, all right. And then you come out from the bathroom, I'm just getting my shit kicked in. Yeah, and and then I'll just pay the check and I'll leave, bro. I'm not. 
My God, I'm dying. Good. But uh, that's it for the segments other than the uh, fucking uh, NXT review. Yep. Oh, fuck. I got to pull up my notes, brother. We open up with NXT and Steampunk's on the screen. And he says his addiction is fighting. Wait, wrong, wrong notes. You didn't get the joke, did you? I did get the joke, but I was also having a conversation with my mic off. Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bit. Uh, but he does come out complaining about his booking. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a running theme. This is all CM Punk is here to do. Um, and comes out is like, I've been the champ for damn near a year. I'm not getting main events. No one respects me. That's That's all he says. That's all he said. That's all he says. Um, then we get a little tail of tape type thing. Seth Rollins versus Mr. Perfect Jr. is the main event. Um, Michael the McGillicuddy. Theme, the opening theme for this NXT was crazy, too. I don't remember already. The It was just like your typical... It was like mid-2000s rock. Ah, uh, That so just bad. did the... Th- it just fit the theme of wrestling. It gave me that good nostalgic feel. Um, I will continue to refer to Michael McGillicuddy as Perfect Junior during this whole show because I could not figure out how the fuck to spell McGillicuddy. No, exactly. I put him down as Axel. Okay. <laughs> um, because McGillicuddy is such a bad last name. It. I don't get why they chose that. Curtis Axel was obviously the better choice. Because of his dad, Curtis Henning. And then Axel, I'm pretty sure, was his yeah. grandpa's name. No, his grandfather was Larry the Axe. Yeah, so that, that makes a ton of sense to call him Curtis Axel. Just call him Perfect Junior. Um, I mean, they really could have just done Kurt Henning Junior, yeah. Yeah, and it would have worked. We get Bo Dallas versus Johnny Curtis is the opening match. Um, Bo Dallas and Fandango, pretty much. Uh, before he was Fandango, he wasn't doing any of the dancing. He was just this cocky, weird loner guy, like a prototype Baron Corbin. And this was uh, before Bo leaves, too. Yeah, this was like this was very early Bo Dallas. Um, this was uh, the Bo Dallas that was in the Rumble eliminated Wade Barrett. Do you remember that? Fuck ass no. In the 2013 Royal Rumble. He won some NXT showcase at Rumble Weekend to be in the Rumble. And he eliminated he eliminated Bad News Barrett. And then Bad News Barrett got in the ring and just fucked his shit up and eliminated him. And then they had a match on Raw. And then Bo Dallas disappeared until forever. Good. Um, Bo Dallas has some crazy fucking clotheslines in this match. He is throwing himself all the way into these clotheslines. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's actually crazy. Um, Johnny Curtis fucking rocked his shit with an elbow, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was probably the worst-looking back elbow I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, his, bo- his body was still moving forward as his head, like, Shotgun blasted back. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. He did like a cool heavy Irish whip. Um, 
but it's not cool at the same time. A mm-hmm. top a top rope diving knee by Curtis misses. Bo Dallas rallies. He hits that Bo Dazzler belly to belly. Um and, and he ends it with a spear. He did the belly to belly and then went for the pin and then said, Never mind. Yeah. It's very I much- think that was the concussion speaking. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> I would not be surprised if he had an actual concussion after that elbow. Uh, because he landed in the ropes too. Like it was yeah. But he, he did that belly to belly, and I thought that was his finisher. And I was like, that's odd. It, and it was his the, signature. And then he did the fucking spear that I don't know it was supposed to look sloppy, but it looked sloppy, but good at the same time. It looked like a Roman spear. It looked like a Roman with an edge spear. Like he did the dive and hug. Like he dove yeah. but hugged at the same time. It was, it was basically a Bobby match, Lashley yeah. spear with uh, rotation. I don't know. Without the rotation. Yeah. It, it, was, yeah, it was a good match. Um, good showcase for Bo Dallas. I kind of get why Bo Dallas was the second NXT champion, I think. Uh, third. Uh, I think Big E third. beat him. Or no. Yeah, Big E beat Seth. And then Bo beat Big E. And then Neville beat Bo. And then Sammy beat Neville. And then I lose track after that. And then Kevin Owens and da 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 yeah. Um it was a decent match. Third at time NXT champion really showcased. Uh Johnny Curtis was uh, I don't know how I feel about him, even as Fandango. I don't think he has the goods. I thought he was a WWE WWE lifer because he was in WWE fucking back in FCW also. And he yeah. even made a main roster debut before he got emoted. I think I thought he was just gonna be a lifer just because he was just WWE. That's what it like that's the best way to describe him. Like he's okay in WWE, but if you toss him out on the Indies or anywhere else, it's doesn't he have a GCW thing going up? Uh NWA. Him and JTG are tag team champ or uh, tag team now. Okay, moving on. Yeah, Dirty um, Dondo and JTG, baby. Let's go. We have Caitlin and Alicia. No. no? Next. Next, we had the breast cancer awareness commercial that I thought was uh, <laughs> hyping somebody up. <laughs> does not need to be reviewed. Yes, it does, dude, because it started off, and I thought they were promoting like a new wrestler. And then Dolph Ziggler was like, breast cancer sucks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, this new gimmick rocks. Yeah, give me <laughs> breast cancer sucks, Dolph Ziggler. That's all his gimmick should be. Is he still with them? Uh, yeah, him and uh, Robert Roode are the Dirty Dogs still. Still? they've been Yeah, they've been a tag team since like pre-pandemic, which is crazy to think they've let a tag team last that long. Holy it's not the new day. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. I could have sworn Robert Roode got released, but... I could have sworn too until I seen him and uh, Dolph apparently faced Finn and Priest last night. Whoa. Which sounds... Okay. Uh, but yeah. I'm tired of Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he, he should... His no, I'm, talking, run, about, I'm his... talking about the Priest and Balor tag. Oh, yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler's whole run in the WWE is longer than Arn Anderson's wrestling run, period. Um, the thing about Dolph Ziggler is he won that world title after the cash-in, and that was one hell of a moment, and then everything went downhill from there. Yeah. Like, it's all... Like, he's never reached that height again, unfortunately. 
I honestly wasn't even as a big fan at that point. I was a decently okay fan. I was a bigger fan when he was facing Ambrose for the title in 16 than I was then, actually. Yeah, because fucking 16 SmackDown, fuck. Uh-huh. Um, then we get into this weird-ass fucking tag. Um, Caitlin and Alicia Fox versus Paige and Audrey something? I didn't write down Marie. her Audrey, Audrey Marie. Which I didn't know Caitlin or Fox were in NXT. Yeah, Caitlin came from NXT. Well, I and, knew she came from the game show NXT. And then Fox just got demoted. Which I didn't get either, because I thought she had the goods when she wrestled. She did, but uh, WWE does not like black people. Um, well, that, and I think she had an alcohol problem. That was more recently. Oh, okay, okay. Um. I like Lorna Anderson let her wrestle and got fired for it. Yeah, I like Alicia's ring gear here though. It's like weird. Like it's all like sharp edges and chevron. It's really nice though. I liked her entrance gear too. The like hooded wolf. Yeah, yeah. Or Fox. Um, I'm an idiot. Yeah, dumb motherfucker. Regal was being horny this this uh match, which I did not like. No, I don't like horny Regal. What? I don't like horny Regal. Oh, okay, good. I thought I thought you just meant in general. No, no, no. I don't like Regal when he's horny. I love Regal. Yeah, horny Regal did not fit. It was very weird. Um, get me Paige. It's a decent match. I have like no notes about this match. Um, besides none of these women wrestle anymore. Um. They did a nice shout out to Klondike Kate, the promoter for Eve Wrestling. Uh, she's a fucking beast. Uh, Steve Wright shout out as well. He's a great technical wrestler. Um, the Rampage is That's a one... crazy move. That yeah, I'm, I'm so glad she didn't hit. Honestly, because looking at that move, that looks like spinal injuries. Uh-huh. Um, and then Page won with a back roll up. Yeah, Paige, I think she was like, what, 19 here? Yeah, something like that. Like 18 or 19. And like, it's a shame her career ended because she was fucking amazing, dude, watching this match. Like, just the little details, wow. like on that back roll up. That back roll up, she like was falling forward, but she made sure to like sit up and put all the weight to where the shoulders yeah, yeah. were down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she like had that ring, uh, Awareness, I guess you could call because it. Because at this point, even at 19, she's been wrestling for damn near 10 years. Yeah, she was wrestling forever. Like so her, I helped she, the fighting with my family. Yeah, she's fucking the daughter of Soraya um, and fucking whatever his name is. But they that's like a wrestling dynasty. Her brothers yeah. are wrestling right now, too. That's what uh, a Cody Rhodes theme means by wrestling has more than one royal family. Yeah, it's totally not a shot. Totally not a fuck you to Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't like Cody Rhodes at all, but I do like that he is very much continuing to act like his fucking degenerate of a father. Because listen, yeah. I, I love Dusty Rhodes, but that man 
is a fucking menace. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is great, but he's great because he's like a fucking asshole. Um, so the one final fuck you to Ric Flair that it fuck it just works. It I love it. I thought that was more so a shot at the McMahons. No, it's definitely a fuck you to Ric Flair. That's awesome. That makes me a bigger fan now. Um, fuck yeah. I don't know who this guy is who comes up next. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know who this is. I'm not um, joking. I'm literally watching next week's episode just to find out his name. <laughs> like, like I genuinely <laughs> do not know this man's name at all. I don't think um, Trent does. <laughs> no, I don't think Trent does either. He doesn't say it. Um, but he's flirting with some woman and he's like, hey, I got a whole roster. If you don't want to be part of it, move the fuck on. Uh, and she moves on. And Trent, fuck, Trent fucking Beretta, because they had to give him a last name, um, comes out and is like, damn, dude, you strike out a lot. You want to fight? Okay. People have been asking, where's Trent? Well, next next week, I'll put it on my knees in your fucking dumbass face. Dude, Trent, you want to know something funny? Trent Beretta, there was like a six-month span in like 2011 and 12 where Trent Beretta was my favorite fucking wrestler. Dude, because Trent, NXT Trent Beretta fucks. Because I went to a Raw and he fucking was on a dark match or something like that or like a Superstars match before the show. And I was like, this guy fucking rules. And I started watching Superstars because of him. Yeah. And then I went to like a Raw 1000 and he wasn't there and I fucking was pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, yeah, Trent Beretta says he's going to knee someone in the face because um, we don't know his name. It's never said. It's never no, stated. Trent, yeah, they didn't even promote the match for next week. Like they went back to the commentary table and they weren't like Trent versus so-and-so. They were just like, all right, now we have Seth Rollins backstage. Yeah, and uh, who the fuck is Briley Pierce? <laughs> What kind of name is that? I felt like I was looking in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I don't like Briley Pierce. He reminds me too much of me at the lab tapings. Um, he said, what's up, guys? My name is Briley, the interviewer. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, he interviews Rollins. Fucking Rollins are like, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Blah, blah, blah. Punk comes out with a different hoodie than he had on in the opening package. Um, And it's fucking, it's whatever. And he's like, listen, just because you're the champion, no one's going to respect you. They damn sure don't respect me. Uh, I'm going to come out after you to steal your main event spotlight. Blah. Um, Just complaining about his booking. He said, I can't can't have the main event on the main roster, so I'm going down to the fucking minor leagues, brother. Yeah, this is very this is very much minor leagues NXT. No, um, he's like, I'm gonna come down here and be the most fucking over person here. I'm gonna be the only person the crowd cheers for all night. Um, this crowd sucked, by the way. Oh, for sure. Like, like was, this full sale, and then the current NXT crowds both ass. Yeah, it was very much a like a drunk uh, shindy crowd. Uh-huh. They were trying to get themselves over more than anything. Um, yep. And it kind of fucked with the whole perception of the show. Um, yeah. yeah Punk- mean, that's why I hate like the full sale in Florida area for NXT. Yeah, but once we get to PWG, it works. 
Yeah, but then now we're it's back to developmental where they're in like Chinton Aquara Jade, you can't skate. Fuck you. I mean and when when edgy, they were, though. When they were trying to stand the uh, start the fucking um uh your dad's dead chant at fucking MSK. Whoa. You didn't hear about that? No, I did not. Fucking um, Izzy's bullshit ass parents or whatever. Those fucking inbred looking pieces of shit. Yeah. And Lindsay Dorado wants to fight. Um, so they don't like MSK because Zach Wentz, I forgot his name, Nash Carter, I think. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wentz like came out publicly when Izzy took a choke slam like four years ago and was like, listen, I'm all for your kid being a huge fan, but for her to take a choke slam at fucking nine years old is ridiculous. Her parents need like um look out for her and they've just always had a battle with her i've always had a battle with him and also Lindsay dorado for whatever reason too but well um because i'm pretty sure izzy's being or was being trained by chase and rance for a long while oh yeah yeah and that is that does not fly Uh, oh now she's getting and she's also getting trained by tessa blanchard right now yeah, that's uh, that's bad. That's just I yeah. Fuck Izzy. Uh, sorry. Uh, not sorry. no. Fuck Izzy. No, but apparently the parents were trying to get people to start chanting at fucking uh, Zach Wentz. Your dad's dead. Oh, is that is this whole reason the the reason why every time I see MSK on my screen they're getting booed? Uh, not as much anymore. But yes. Okay. But it's it's mainly because of Izzy's parents. Like Izzy's parents were like a fucking lead factor in that because you know how crowds are especially yeah. nxt crowds you hear one fan start something they're gonna all start following suit so her parents started booing them and then everyone started fucking playing copycat damn well uh fuck uh chasing rants no, um fuck chasing rants then we get leo kruger versus <laughs> dante dash dante that motherfucker's dash. a star <laughs> Dante Dash has a jobber entrance and for those who are not initiated Leo Kruger is Adam Rose uh, who's way more jacked and who's doing the Craven the Hunter gimmick instead of the Bruss- Russell Brand gimmick um, yeah. it, he's jacked uh, both of these guys are jacked um, this is just a fight this is just Leo Kruger dicking down Dante Dash um, while doing some weird hair character stuff that sucks. Um, Leo Kruger wins, and then holy shit, this took this this took the wind out of the show. This show was vibing. I it was progressively getting better and better, but then we get a Leo Kruger promo that <laughs> is is not words. No, um, <laughs> I, dude, he, um, literally starts just making guttural mouth noises, and then, in the worst accent, is like, "Who will be my next uh, prey?" and like weird shit like that, and it just does not work. Um, it it felt like a punch to the gut, <laughs> to be honest. No, dude, and I remember people going nuts about this gimmick. One him on the main roster. I promise you right now, if this fucker showed up the main roster doing what he's doing now, I'd fucking turn it off. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Like, like, Jesus Christ. I like the fucking Party Express more just because you got, like, 
gives people extras to do work. <laughs> like, but this gimmick here fucking sucks. Yeah. The gimmick itself is fine, but the hair stuff and the weird talking needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's not like we're doing an NXT review pod, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yep. Well, I'm fucking watching next week's episode for fun just to find out Trent's opponent. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, we get Perfect Junior giving an interview. Uh, like Seth talking about respect. I'll give him respect. And then I'll give CM Punk respect too when I come after his WWE Championship on Raw. Um, cool. That does not happen. <laughs> no, they they have a feud. Ryback Baxel and CM Punk have a feud. <laughs> yeah, long term storytelling, yep. brother. <laughs> exactly. This whole thing is just long term storytelling, guys. It's all WWE lore. Um, Seth versus Perfect Junior. Uh. Punk comes out last instead of coming out first, like the commentator should. Um, and he just goes, entertain me, and then goes down to the broadcast place and his own commentary. <laughs> um, they, the, yes. match, <laughs> the match... First. Opened, yeah. First, JR goes, these two want to be where you are right now, and Punk goes, not on commentary. <laughs> and then right after that, William Regal is like, can I please touch your belt? It's the closest I'll ever get to having it. Yeah. And then they show Regal like stroking the belt for a second. It's like, thank you, thank you. But the whole like before that, Regal's like, can I just touch it? And Punk goes, oh, you want to touch it? And he's like, can I just see it? I just love seeing it. Can I touch it? Is he showing Axel and fucking Rollins in the ring? This gives off very, very modern 205 live vibes. They mm-hmm. know nobody's watching this. Yeah. Like the 25 100%. people who fucking have the network at this point. Um, and like no one backstage is watching this. Well, rumor also has it that Nico Extra was going to be there, but he let people butt in front of him again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. He blocked me. <laughs> that, that's a good one. That's motherfucker. Just don't <laughs> let people in front of you. I do whatever. You um, got cocked. <laughs> Rollins is really bouncy during this whole match, which I didn't really like, but I get he was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like after every move, he did a jumping jack. That's uh, what his entrance was too, also. No, he was moshing for his entrance. That was fine. But after every like move, he would clap above his head. And it was really fucking distracting. Um, was he like that in Ring of Honor? I don't know. I because okay, I know he was big in Ring of Honor. I don't know. I remember a lot more Jimmy Jacobs in Ring of Honor than I do Seth Rollins. Well, I think uh, he was literally there. Like Seth Rollins was only there for a cup of tea. Um, like barely there. Got the title and did. I also really like this Seth Rollins gear. Mm-hmm. Like the octopus and like whatever the fuck's going on with the boots, it really fucks. Um, Ron, I don't have any notes for this match besides like two spots. Um, I don't have any spots besides the finish. Rollins got dumped out on the outside, took a pretty nice looking fall. I zoned out. Um, I came back to when <laughs> he got drop kicked from trying to springboard 
and they both look like they died on that drop kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I zoned out again, and then Rollins won. It's a sliced bread. No, actually, it's called a Seth Walker. No, the Seth Walker is the one where he doesn't jump or where he doesn't use the ropes, I thought. It's all the Seth Walker. That's bullshit. I thought the Seth Walker was literally just a steaming sliced bread. I've been lied to. They are all the Seth Walker. Which is like a somewhat decent move. Yeah. I guess. It's, I like it. I like the... I'm going to call it sliced bread now too. But I like the sliced bread. It's okay. Um, I feel like it should only be used with a smaller opponent though. Mm-hmm. like Because... Curtis Axel, Mr. Perfect Jr., Michael McGillicuddy is bigger than Seth Rollins. So it just doesn't really work. Like it works when it's Brian Kendrick doing it to Paul London, but mm-hmm. it I don't think it works when you have a bigger opponent. Because so, you don't have the weight to keep them down, I feel like. No, 100% not. So I have a story about taking a sliced bread. <laughs> um, my friend had a ring in his backyard, like a makeshift ring mm-hmm. in his backyard. And he went to give me a sliced bread. I, by the way, when I did backyard wrestling, I took zero bumps. I refused to. I took like one attitude adjustment and that was enough for me. And then I took that fucking um, uh, regal plex that knocked me out, which I'll talk about in a second. But my friend went for the sliced bread and he ran to the ropes. And he's like, just remember, back bump, back bump. And he got up and I had him in like a fucking re- uh, inverted vertical suplex pretty much. And I was like, that's not happening, brother. And I tossed <laughs> him out the ring. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. I Goldberg, that taking, shit. I did not want to take the bump. I literally carried him around the ring. And, like, it wasn't supposed to look how it did. But I carried him to his corner because it was a tag match. Carried him to his corner and just tossed him onto his partner. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, sorry, not taking a back bump. Not today. But then, also, I took a fucking... Regal plex, or not a regal plex, a T bone suplex. And my friend said, Jump on three. And I said, Okay. And he fucking lifted me up at two instead of three. And just fucking, I accidentally sandbagged him. And he gave me a small package. Fucking <laughs> God's last gift, pretty much. Damn. <laughs> the God's last gift is such a good fucking move. I, I think that's what it's called. Is that Seth Rollins one? Yeah, cradle brain buster fucking yeah, gimmick. That's basically what fucking happened. <laughs> like he just fucking what the fuck, dude? And I like laid there and I could not feel my face for like 10 <laughs> minutes. I thought I was dead. Hey yo. Well, yeah, that did it for NXT. It was it was cool. It's it was just, mid. It was mid. It was good for developmental, is what I'll say. It was mid. It was mid? Mid. Yeah, actually, yeah, because the Leo Kruger shit fucking drug it down. Big. Yeah, it knocked the whole wind out of the show. It really did. Um, but no, it was fun. It was cool. Like, it was cool seeing all the people, like, before they became WWE superstars, like Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. And Byron Saxton, too. <laughs> Byron Saxton's a lifer. I, I don't, like. dude, I don't know if. If if Jr. is not a lifer, I don't think Byron <laughs> Saxon is a lifer. Tom Phillips a lifer? Or no, I think that fucker's gone. Yeah, he got fired when he said, I'm going to face fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Other fucker was on a plane bricked up. Yeah, bro was bricked up on a plane talking about he's going to face fuck this girl. And then she he said, hey, the- I'm going to air that out. 
<laughs> he sent a picture of his face on a plane. He goes, I can't wait to face fuck you. Like, why'd you send a selfie, dog? <laughs> like, what? Oh, he said, I'm gonna face fuck you. And she said, okay, screenshot Twitter. Remember when Seth Rollins was money the bank champion and the girl he was like cheating on his girlfriend with at the time leaked his nudes? Well, wasn't wasn't either that girl or his girlfriend a Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. dude, she tried airing them out and they got fucked in the long run. Yeah. Don't be a Nazi. But yeah, she posted a picture of fucking Seth's averagely sized dong. I mean, <laughs> it's big enough for Becky, so Becky two Becky two belts. Becky strap. I don't know. Uh, did you watch? I highly doubt it. You don't watch Peacock at all. But did you see the Seth Rollins uh, Stone Cold Sessions? Fuck ass no. I remember uh, people on Twitter were saying that he hated Hell in the Cell. That's all I remember. Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely said that. He said he went backstage and, like, cussed out Vince pretty much. But he also said he told Stone Cold, he's like, nobody really knows this, uh, but me and Becky were planning on having a kid. Sorry, Vince, for taking your top star off TV. And I was like, you idiot. She was at the height of her career. And you're like, oh, let me just fucking bust in her real quick. She was tired of fighting her shadow. That's what it was. Dude, but, like, at the same time, you, if you want to have a kid, have a kid because at the, you don't know when you're gonna be fired, bro. Have a kid while you have the money. Yep. No, the Stone Cold Sessions though, they're like shoot interviews. It's cool. Like they don't like they talk about like behind, like they do not talk in kayfabe. Like Seth Rollins was like, "That's not the finish we had planned." I'll say that much. And I'm like, "Damn." Yeah. Okay. Could like, but like. Real quick, how else could you book that match with the Fiend being the Fiend at the time? Like he was the most protected superstar at the time. Um, super easy. Uh, don't have don't it. book <laughs> the Fiend in title matches. The Fiend does not need titles. Nope, 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 not at all. The only reason the Fiend should have a title is if he's going to have the title and he's going to use it to lure someone. Yeah. Be like, hey, you've been avoiding me, but now I have what you want, so you can't avoid me. That easy. Then have him kill him. Send him back to developmental. Send him back to prototype John Cena. Um, this just don't. Also, listen, guys. I'm sorry. The Fiend sucked. It was cool for a minute, but then it started getting tiring and boring. Like the long term storytelling it was doing was cool, but once you put a belt on him, it ruins it. After the John Cena WrestleMania match, the Fiend sucked, and now we are paying for it with Alexa Bliss. So. Yeah, we are. God damn, dude. They literally fired him and then made Alexa keep the fucking gimmick. That's yeah. rough. So That's I rough. sucks. Bray Wyatt, great creative mind, not that good of a wrestler. Don't put him in main events. I hate it. No, exactly. I I don't know. The fiend is like when it comes to like the long term storytelling it was doing before, like the whole Randy Orton feud, like whenever he basically turned Daniel Bryan back to heel or whatever it was to hurt in the heel fucking hand or uh, yeah, hurt and heel gloves that he had with all that stuff. Yeah, that shit was fine. But like then the whole Randy Orton feud that lasted all of 2020, that no. 
Randy Orton is the kiss of death for people with good gimmicks. Yeah, he's the kiss of death of WWE. He, the, everyone will be fired and it will be only Randy Orton. It's going to just be him having matches against himself. Hell yeah. Him versus Invisible Man. Uh, no, but that's going to do it for NXT for this episode. Uh, I'll put out a poll later because uh, this is being uploaded today. I'll put out a poll on you guys to vote again. Uh, we're basically done with anything from 2006 to 2010. Uh, so that's not happening ever. Yeah, I don't want to run into the chance of hearing the words ECW. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's it. I, you know, we might just start doing indie shit or impact or like literally anything, but fuck we might fuck let's do lucha underground i don't care i do not want to hear the words ecw i will not watch the show if if i hear the words ecw i'm turning the show off that's what happened with cyber sunday dude i see an ecw champion big show and about killed myself I was <laughs> yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me i i literally i was like is this a fucking bit is this a <laughs> f- did the the fuck- show brother dude i know i fucking i fucked myself uh but no I'll put out a list or whatever. Um, January, whatever. January 15th, come see us at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Um, Knights of Columbus, Chemical NV. I will run down the match card right now. Do it. Uh, hold up, got to pull it up. I don't. We have, starting at the main event, MV Young versus Max Zero for the Wrestlers Lab Championship. We have the Experimental Tag Gauntlet. With such tag teams as Creature Feature, Outfielders, Abs and Abby, uh, and a tag team that doesn't exist before the show, we have Devontes versus Mr. Mr. Gray. That match is going to fuck. We have Jody himself versus Delightful Dan, the goddamn Candyman. Let's go. We have Ziggy Heim versus Big Calix, two of my best friends. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, the other half of that tag team gauntlet is going to be the rep. Um, scum fucks of New Jersey, of, so, sorry, scum fucks of New York, and Bobby Orlando and Sazzy Boatwright. We also have Darius Carter versus Hippie Dicky Moon. Great match. I love Hippie Dicky. Whoa. Darius Carter? Yep, Darius Carter. I did not know that. Fuck yeah. That's sick. We also have Becca versus Sandra Moon. Uh, they both can fucking go. That match is going to go crazy. Um, and then for the final bit of housekeeping for the show, uh, we have the broadcast team. For the last time, unfortunately, we have Brandon the Ham Hamilton doing ring announcing. Um, commentary will be Brennan McMillan and Darnell Mitchell. I love them too. They are great. And as the backstage correspondent and lead interviewer, you have one Cody Collins, me. Who? Fuck you. No, let's go. I'm fucking pumped for that card, dude. Like, I'm mainly excited because there's people there that I do know, such as, like, S4TV, Darius Carter, MV. But then there's, like, people that I don't know that I know I'm going to fucking love. Like, I can just tell I'm going to love Devontae. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I'm going to fucking love that. I know that match is going to rule. But I'm, yeah. I am most excited for Ziggy Heim and Big Calix. Um, That's going to, yeah. 
those are literally two of my best friends and I love them and they're going to beat the absolute shit out of each other. And I'm going to be in the basement doing interviews the whole time and have to catch it back online on IWTV, but it's going to be a great match. Um, What's that experimental tag gauntlet? Is it just a tag gauntlet? Yeah, it's just one big tag gauntlet. Okay, okay, cool. Fuck yeah. I love gauntlets. Um, I wasn't sure. You can find the tickets at the Wrestlers Lab Twitter, at Eventbrite. Um, description. I'll put in the description. In our description. I don't know how, I don't know podcasts. I don't know how that shit works. Um, <laughs> and you can come get a ticket. You can fucking show up in New Jersey. And you know what? If you tell us that you got a ticket because we told you to, we'll do something. I don't know. Um, we'll be free merch for you. I'll say that yeah. much. We'll get the we'll give you something. Um, I'll let you chop squints. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Don't show up if that's the case. Please. No, you'll get something. I have something lined up for free merch. If you're there, and even if you didn't, what's it called? Um, go there because we told you to. There's going to be free merch for you. Bro, bro said I'm coming with this many shirts, and if they don't sell, I'm giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I have any, dude. I have one month to get these shirts printed, and I don't know who the fuck I'm going to. I don't. I don't even have the Tony Mamaluke design, which is upsetting. I don't think we're gonna have that in time. Well, uh, we'll figure it out. If I need to, I'll make some paintings and I'll bring them, and we'll give away my paintings. We'll give away stuff. We're going to have stuff. It's just that Tony Mamaluke shirt. I'm not, it's not looking too bright. Like it's not looking like it's going to come out in time, which it's whatever. I want it to take its time on being made. I don't want to rush it. Yeah. Um, but that's all for that show. Um, uh, you can, we got to plug our socials this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking talk for so long. We forgot to. You can follow me at interviewer Cody on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at a man in his podcast, a man in his pod. Yeah, you can man follow in his pod. Squints Inc. on Squints, Squints Inc. The underscore, uh, Squints underscore Inc. Whatever. You can also follow your boy Squints on at your boy Squints with three eyes now. What? You have three eyes. Holy shit. What? I don't know. I'm looking at your oh profile right now. So am I. When did that happen? <laughs> huh. Yeah, three eyes. Three eyes and boy. Uh, but yeah, follow us. Uh, you know the drill. If you fucking like this, leave us five stars, one star. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It doesn't matter to us as long as you listen. Tweet at us. Fucking DM us. My DMs are open. I don't know about Cody's. The podcast page DMs are open. My DM DMs us. should be open. I don't know. Uh, and be like, hey, I want you. We're open to suggestions for stuff you want us to review, too. It doesn't have to be WWE like it has been. It can be WCW. It could be ECW before 2006. Uh, it could be real ECW, yeah. Yeah, or before 2005. I'm not watching One Night Stand. Um, it can be uh, fucking Impact. I'll fucking cave in and get an Impact. Uh, won't be Ring of Honor. I'm not getting Honor Club. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they Lucha, died. Sorry. Yeah, but anything that we can stream... I'll fucking cave in and fucking get a, a, a trial for if I have to, or a one month trial or something for uh, anything. Just nothing terribly long because that shit sucks. I watch these a day of our day before. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, sorry, not sorry. Uh, but yeah, see us in New Jersey. Uh, keep a lookout on the podcast page for upcoming news about merch because I'll be posting the merch once I get it made. Um, yeah, come see us in New Jersey, though. That's the main thing I'm going to be fucking talking about the next month. Come see us in New Jersey. This is my first time I'm fucking traveling for a show. And I'm going to have a fucking table there for the podcast, which I think is fucking incredible. And then and we're going to dump the table in some dumpster because neither of us are taking it We're going to auction it off to somebody. We'll Just going to give off. it away. Hey, you want this table, kid? Yeah, I'm five. Take the table. Let's get all the wrestlers to autograph it and give it to a kid. If all the wrestlers autograph it, I'm taking the table. I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging it from the back of the plane. And... <laughs> I'm not. It's not going to be my carry-on. It's going to be my tie-on. I'm going to tie it to the wing, <laughs> dude. And then, but yeah, uh, fucking, you know the drill. Just come see us, and that's it. That's literally all I have to say. Yeah. Goodbye and Get good fucked. night. Get yeah. That's my line. <laughs>